The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the, to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So last weekend I was preaching on the parables, the parables of the kingdom of heaven is like, and I made reference to Denali National Park and how when we were there a couple weeks ago that we joined the 77% of the people who never see the peak, and immediately following the service, people came up to me and said, well, we saw the peak, we saw the peak. To the point of, after worship all last weekend, I was convinced that I was the only one at St. Philip the Deacon who never saw the peak at Denali National Park. So, I look forward to seeing your pictures. <laughs> so we move from these parables that uh, Jesus was sharing to a story that has a miraculous uh, theme to it. The story of loaves and fishes. It's a familiar story to many. It was a miraculous story then, and it certainly is today. So I'm going to invite you to turn to page 891 in your pew Bible, and there uh, you will find Matthew chapter 14. Now, if you look just before verse 13, you will see that the story of John the Baptist's death, Jesus' good friend, John uh, the Baptist, was killed. And we pick it up then in our gospel reading for today where Jesus, assuming that he was overwhelmed with grief at the death of his friend, did what many of us have a tendency to do, and that is to simply step back and perhaps find time for ourselves to be able to navigate through that loss and through that grief. And so Jesus was hoping to go out into a deserted place to have a little alone time. But like so often happened, when people got word that Jesus was near, they started to gather. And the same thing happened 
here in the story of the loaves and fishes. And so Jesus came ashore, and immediately he was greeted by a crowd of people. In that very moment, he had compassion on them, and he healed and cured the sick. Now, evening was quickly approaching, and it was very apparent and evident to the disciples that people were starting to get hungry. Maybe some of them were even getting hangry, right? That combination of being hungry and angry. I've been there. I'm guessing some of you have too. But they noticed that these folks were getting hungry, and guess what? They didn't have any food around. And so they said, Jesus, you got to get these people to go home because they got to eat. But Jesus does something in that moment. In the midst of there being a clear lack of food, Jesus responds to the disciples by saying this, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. Now, I can't help but imagine what the disciples must have been thinking. Jesus, are you nuts? We got two fish and five loaves of bread. I don't know about you, but two fish in my house does not go very far. Come to think of it, bread doesn't go that far either. We got two fish and five loaves. Jesus, you got to be off your rocker in this moment. But instead, Jesus invites the crowd, asks the crowd to sit down in the grass. And then he does something that is very familiar to many of us. He grabs the bread, lifts it up, gives thanks and breaks it. Sound familiar? We're going to be gathering around the table moments from now, and we will hear Pastor Strand Patterson say those words as part of the words of institution around Holy Communion. And so he lifts them up, he gives thanks, and he breaks the bread, and he tells the disciples to go out and distribute the food amongst all of those who are gathered. Now keep in mind there is a large group of people. We hear that it's 5,000 besides women and children. So in other words, the crowd that had gathered that day is far larger than 5,000 people. It is a significant crowd. Think music in Plymouth crowd, right? I know some of you were there. Out on the grass, 20,000 people taking in the events of the day. And then suddenly... At the very end, we learn that everyone who had gathered there had been filled. That they had all who had gathered there were satisfied. So when we look at the story of 5,000 plus, we find it is a story that is filled with great anxiety. That it is a story that is filled with a sense of scarcity. But then, in the midst of all of that, Jesus does something that we all can learn from. Jesus paused. He gave thanks for the little bit that they had. And in that moment, in that moment of gratitude and thankfulness, there was miraculously enough for everyone. Now I know it is hard in this life of ours to understand that it's not about all the things we have in our possession. And it's not all about the things that we wished we had. 
It's countercultural, after all. Our society tells us that we never quite have enough, that there is always more that we can get. And we are often challenged then with this idea of when is enough really enough? And we are told that time and time again. We are grateful and we are privileged to live in a part of the world and in a country where scarcity of it in itself is difficult to comprehend. But in the midst of it then, there was that moment of taking pause and giving thanks for the little that they had. So let me ask you on this morning then, what are you thankful for in your life? What are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for in the past? What are you thankful for? And so this theme of thankfulness, this theme of thanksgiving that is woven throughout this story suddenly also comes into contact with another theme, another theme that is very important and quite significant. If you remember, when Jesus arrived on the shore, the very first thing that he did was he showed compassion. He showed compassion to the crowd, and as a result, he healed and cured the sick. Jesus is filled with compassion. Do you know how compassionate your God is? One of my favorite writers and theologians, Presbyterian minister, Frederick Buechner writes this about compassion. Listen to these words. Compassion is the sometimes fatal capacity for feeling what it's like to live inside somebody else's skin. It is the knowledge that there can never really be any peace and joy for me until there is peace and joy finally for you too. Throughout his ministry, Jesus was filled with compassion. He was filled with compassion and the desire for peace and joy, not only in this world, but in the lives of all the people. In your life, Jesus is filled with compassion for you. And we witness this very compassion when we look to the cross and we witness the empty tomb. We experience and witness this compassion when we gather around the table, as we will in moments from now, and taste the bread and drink the wine. We witness this love and compassion when we gather around the font and see the water being poured down as you are claimed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, child of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. So how do you show compassion in your life? What does that look like for you? How do you show compassion to the world around us that is desperately starving for it? What does it look like? So in the end, perhaps as miraculous as this story is, feeding the 5,000 plus Perhaps it is less about turning two uh, two fish and five loaves into a multitude of food, but rather it is a story that reminds us to see beyond our limitations, that reminds us to see beyond what is simply in front of us, 
to see that we have a God in Christ Jesus who is desperately compassionate for you and for me. Maybe it's seen beyond those limitations, those things that are in front of us, and recognizing that incredible and miraculous things can happen when you have just a few things before you. That a whole lot of good can come in this world because it doesn't take much. And so, in the busyness of our lives, in the busyness of your life, I invite you and encourage you to do as Jesus did long ago, and that is to pause. To give thanks for the good things in your life. And then filled with compassion, go out into the world to seek to bring about joy and peace in the lives of others. Trusting that God will indeed see it to be enough and knowing and hoping and believing in that promise that the world around you will be filled, will be satisfied. Let it be so. Amen.